Well, the way they pick TV shows is they make one show. That show's called a pilot. Then they show that one show to the people who pick shows. And on the strength of that one show, they decide if they want to make more shows. Some get chosen and become television programs. Some don't. Come nothing. to the new episode of the Pilot Season Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jen. And the Pilot Season Podcast is the show where we watch just the first episode of a TV show. It could be something old, something new, uh, something that's never been aired. We talk about it, we discuss it, we have some fun with it. Every episode, uh, one of us takes a turn picking a new episode to watch, and it's usually something that neither of us have seen or haven't seen in 30 or 40 years, so we don't remember anything about it. Uh, This was my week to pick, and I picked the syndicated television show Renegade from the early 90s starring Lorenzo Lamas. (laughs) So, overall thoughts on uh, on this pilot episode what (laughs) that was pretty much yeah my uh my thoughts as well so yeah this was a an action series from the early 90s it uh was 1992 to 1997 five seasons that went for five seasons 110 episodes man okay (laughs) okay so, to give you a, a quick rundown of what this show is about, the series stars Lorenzo Lamas as Reno Reigns, a police officer who is framed for a murder he did not commit. Reigns goes on the run and joins forces with Native American bounty hunter Bobby Sixkiller and his adopted sister Cheyenne. But there's a better way to describe this show, which is the the, sh- the uh, show introduction voiceover that summarized the plot of the series. Mm. He was a cop and good at his job, but he committed the ultimate sin and testified against other cops gone bad. Cops that tried to kill him, but instead got the woman he loved instead. Framed for murder, now he prowls the Badlands, an outlaw hunting outlaws, a bounty hunter, a renegade. And it was like that voice, the guy who does all the trailers. Mm-hmm. Like that voice. That's uh that's the basic premise of the series. The first the the first episode of the pilot was just a uh, just an hour. A lot of stuff happened like like everything happened really fast in the beginning. Yeah, there I felt like there was so there was this whole intro sequence, opening sequence, whatever. It was and very, it was very Baywatchy. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> because, okay, so you've got like he's with his girlfriend, and they are his fiance. Oh, excuse me, Cause, fiance. Because she, because they made a point to show the ring. And so I think, you know, it it was it had definitely had like that. Baywatch vibe. They were at the beach, and you know she's in her bikini, and he's got no shirt on, and he's surfing. Yeah, like look at us enjoying our time at the beach and enjoying each other. And now, pardon us while we make out. They they made they kissed so awkwardly. Like I was disturbed at their kissing. It was just really weird. Well, like, I feel like they didn't. It was like two people that were. Introduced to each other and, and immediately told, okay, now kiss this person. Maybe they didn't put a whole lot into casting for her because they knew that she wasn't going to be around for very long. I, I don't know. It was, maybe that was awkward for you. <laughs> but I also kind of feel like we could, if we wanted, develop a laundry list of what was awkward about this episode. <laughs> So many things. Yeah. Yeah. So we have the opening 
sequence where they paint us this picture of these, you know, two crazy mm-hmm. kids in love. Um, the next thing that I wrote is even in, and, and, and mind you, we haven't even made it to, to the credits. This is just the, like the open. Mm-hmm. I wrote that the dialogue is dramatic. Like, yeah, everything is emphasized for yeah. drama. It, it, you know, and it's, I get, it's like, it's an action show and everything's intense and whatever. Yeah, in my notes, I wrote the dialogue is dramatic. I didn't write um, a ton of examples, but things like, and this, this some of these might have been like after the credits, um, but police work runs in my family. <laughs> I wish I could cry for you. Oh, that was a good one. What is it? Tell me. <laughs> And it like, and I get that it's a drama, and these are very like standard things that mm-hmm. one might say in in you know particular scenes. But what I felt like I was watching was like when when in a show people are performing, like in a show they're doing a play mm-hmm. or something, like so the actors are acting fake on purpose because they're not supposed to be professional actors, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of what this whole thing felt like. So not only was the dialogue, I think, kind of over the top, but like just the opening credits themselves where like you already read, Mm -hmm. you know, um, what the the narrator says, if you will. I, I just wrote that there were like every scene was like super actiony or super sexy or super ridiculous I, in one way yeah. or another and they cut and 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 piece together however many little clips from you it, know the first season of the show or whatever and it was like oh my god like it was just too much I think it 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 looked like a bad music video from the 90s like the the opening sequ- like the opening credits that that's I a don't good think, way to so, put it. Here's the thing. I don't think any of that was from, like, like the way it was filmed with, like, dramatic lighting and super slow motion and, like, Lorenzo Lamas pouring water over himself while he's shirtless. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think all that was, like, filmed for the opening credits. None of that looked like it was, it was too stylized to be part of the show itself. And what I think was funny is the the narrator. Now I don't know if this happened in when it like when it originally aired. I don't know if this you know if this actually happened, but the narrator gave away the plot before we even got to it. Right. We we didn't know like Reno Reigns's fiance uh, Valerie Val hadn't gotten shot yet. Like, she took my bullet. <laughs> I had another one. She there. took my bullet. <laughs> she got up and took my bullet. I'm like, I don't think she did that on purpose. She just got up because some dude broke into your room. Right. It startled her. Yeah. She just sat up. She got shot by accident. She wasn't like, <laughs> she, she didn't dive in front of the bullet. I'm going to take your bullet. I love you. No. No. Not what happened. Yeah, so I said that, yeah, the opening sequence kind of, it was, yeah, it just looked like a bad music video, and like I said, it, it gave away the entire plot of the show before it even started. And I, th- I feel like this is the first show we've watched. No, well, we've watched other shows that have had opening credits, but I think this is the first one we've watched that had a narrator, like, explaining things. Most shows either have like a like an instrumental or a musical opening or no opening. Like it's a like it just goes right into the show, like right. into the meat of the of the pilot. Did the A team have a nar- no? No, because that was a two hour movie. Okay. That it, it does have a narrator in normal episodes. Okay. You know, in nineteen seventy. 
for Vietnam veterans right. who escape into the Los Angeles underground. That's if you what can, I'm thinking you know, of. Okay. Um, that, but that was not in the original pilot because the original pilot, like I said, it was aired as a two-hour movie. So. Well, aren't we lucky <laughs> that we were blessed with this narrator <laughs> in not Renegade? Not so sure about that. I'm not sure if any watching any part of this is lucky. It was entertaining though because it, it was so bad. Um, I actually we we hadn't even gotten that far into it, and I wrote, I feel like I'm watching Threat Level Midnight. Uh, I don't think you should insult Threat Level Midnight <laughs> well, like that. In, in that everything was dramatic and the dialogue was poorly delivered and very very hackneyed and yeah i mean like i said like actors pretending to act Mm -hmm. you know um there were i could not write fast enough to write down i've got like almost two pages of notes like just the ridiculous things Mm -hmm. that were said Well, well for me part of it was i was i was like entranced like i i was trying to take it all in and i i i didn't know how to Half the time, I didn't know how to put it into words. Yeah, like that's why... Like how bad it was? The, the whole time I kept thinking, what what am I watching here? And and like, this is going to get better, right? I mean, it's going to get better, right? <laughs> um, I still don't know what I watched, and I don't believe it got better. Um, yeah, I mean, first of all, let's start with his name. Reno Reigns. Oh, God. That was beautiful. I mean, that doesn't... I get he's an ex-cop bounty hunter, and, like, you cannot have a bounty hunter without, like, some... They, you just have to have, like, a killer But he was name. a regular cop for a long time. Sure, sure. You okay, know? but I'm just saying, in our... And he had this, like, like crazy name. Right. You know, so he like he went to the police academy as Reno Reigns. I guess what I'm saying is, <laughs> if this was just straight up out of the gate, I'm a mm-hmm. bounty hunter and his name is Reno Reigns or whatever, I'd be mm-hmm. like, got you, Reno. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's supposed to be like a, a respected, like a good cop and like, yes, he spent a career being a police officer. Mm-hmm. You just sound stupid, Reno. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. Yeah, your mama gave you that name, but it's 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 not working. Well, and and and, and at one point he he made it. He, he kind of inferred that his family was like from Chicago or something, or at least his grandfather was. Yeah. His grand like, um, like being a cop runs in his blood, and his grandfather police work runs in my family. Yeah, that's a quote. That is a quote. But it, yeah, and he said that his grandfather was a cop in Chicago. Right. So. So, I don't even know if I could... Maybe you want to attempt to articulate the events that transpire that... So, yeah. So, he... The, the, the show starts out with him uh, giving an interview to the assistant district attorney about dirty cops and... It sounded like he's actually from a different part of the country or a different city in California, and he's friends with the assistant district attorney who brought him in as a favor to t- try and sniff out the dirty cop. And he did, and now the dirty cop figured it out, or... Well, there's you find out there's multiple dirty cops, but the dirty cop that Reno was investigating sprung a convict from jail and said, "Hey, remember Reno Reigns? He put you away for life or something. Um, here, he, he's staying at this hotel. I want you to go kill him." So, and that's where he uh, the uh, convict donald gibb who was ogre from revenge of the nerds and multiple other movies uh killed or shot well he didn't kill her he shot he accidentally shot reno's uh fiance 
which uh, sent her into a vegetative state. She's she's still alive, right? But she's basically in a vegetative state, and that sends Reno on a on a not so much a I mean not so much a quest for revenge, but for justice, because he goes looking for. You know, he he recognizes that it's uh, you know the guy that he put away, so he goes looking for him and it set, you know sets across uh, or sets up this whole chain of events so he's he's got his some help from his buddy who oh the the assistant district attorney right so they sort of yeah. piece a few things together and decide that he needs to he needs to run right because oh because the dirty cop shows up at the motel room to you know, to expecting to find a dead Reno Reigns, instead he finds nothing, and then he himself gets killed with one of Reno's guns. So you know, setting up the whole, um, you know, like framing Reno. Yeah, framing Reno for killing this cop, which sets it, which sends him on the run. Um, well, I I especially liked when his friend said. You're going to need some money. <laughs> and handed over his charge a card. Yeah. It literally his, said charge it dash was, a dash card. Yeah. Charge a card. Uh, and, it, and they said, he's like, they won't be able to trace it. <laughs> uh, it. Excuse me. It was a Vista credit card. Ooh. The fancy kind. Not Visa. Vista. Mm-hmm. It, this, this looked like one of those fake cards that you get, like when you buy a brand new wallet. And there's like a fake credit like, card in it, like or something. Like a piece of cardboard. Like a piece of like a yeah. really flimsy piece of plastic. Like, why did they even need to do that? Why couldn't they just pull out a credit card? Like, it wasn't important, right? For the, the purpose of the didn't story, have to like zoom in on on the charger like card. You could have just literally handed him a card. Not we once, don't... but twice. Yeah. We, we've seen the charger card twice in this episode. Charger card. When it wasn't necessary. To see the charge a card, the Vista charge a card. I, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> are you, do you feel special because you have a credit card? I'm sorry, charge a card? I, I don't know. I, I just, that whole thing, it was awkward and weird and... He was a bad, he must, he was a bad district attorney if he was like, oh, no one can trace this. Meanwhile, the next scene. Yeah. What's her name? Cheyenne. Cheyenne. She's like... They used a credit card. Yeah. So so in the meantime, so while while Reno's on the run looking for the convict that shot his fiance, the uh, the other cop that you find out is dirty, who um, is actually played by Stephen J. Cannell, who is the creator of multiple uh, action shows throughout the eighties, um, including the A Team, which you mentioned. Hmm. Um, I thought I read that this was the only series that he ever starred in. He or that he only acted in. He he was always just a creator of shows. I don't know how how or why he got hooked up with this show, but anyway, he's the other dirty cop, um, Lieutenant Dutch Dun- Dixon. Dixon, yeah, Dick Dixon. I almost said Duncan, like Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> um, he hires. So Reno, who's a, they've got like an all points bulletin out for, you know, cop turned cop killer Reno Reigns, who's been on the run for exactly a day, if not even probably 24 hours, probably not even. And, and so this guy goes immediately to a bounty hunter. (laughs) It's just that, that was weird to me. Um, and, uh, and this was um, Native American uh, Bobby Sixkiller and his uh, white adopted sister, Cheyenne, who opened the door looking like a fly girl from sure from In Living Color. And I'm pretty sure that's all she wore were these like fly girl bras. Yeah, it was like, you know, I'll wear my pleated jeans with my bikini top. And a sweater or short jacket or some kind of little covering mm-hmm. half the time. Yeah. That was 
I mean, speaking of the fashion, um, everything was bright and colorful. I mean, just, I mean, and not necessarily in a good way, but just like everything was just colors. So many colors. <laughs> um, Bobby's blue sports coat was was hard on the eyes. I know it was the 90s, but it's like they really leaned into it. Yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, not, not only the 90s, this was like the early 90s. This is 1992 when I feel like we were still trying to find our way fashion-wise. It was, um, yeah, r- rough times mm-hmm. for the fashion industry. Um, uh, going back a little bit, uh, one thing I wrote down when uh, it was after... It was right after uh, the convict shot Reno's fiance, and uh, his buddy, the DA, finds him at the hospital, and and Reno says he, you know, regarding the 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 prisoner, he got out somehow. I'm like, you're a cop, and he's a DA. You're telling me someone couldn't call up the prison and be like, hey, how'd this guy get out? Because if there's no Convic- convicted like, he, felons don't just like walk out of prison. Yeah, and he didn't escape and clearly that dirty cop that signed him out didn't like he, he was obviously there to sign out this prisoner and coincidentally this is the same guy that gets himself shot and killed at the at Reno's motel. I'm like case closed. <laughs> Like, you guys are really bad at law enforcement. You've heard of good cop, bad cop? <laughs> we got bad cop, bad cop. Yeah, bad cop, worse Everybody cop. Everybody sucks. Um, you know, also, uh, sort of related to fashion or clothes just in general, but I feel like Reno's just um, just allergic to shirts or or buttoning shirts up. Or, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he likes his jeans. He he likes his high waisted jeans. Oh sure, again, ninety two. But he, I mean, he he was either bare chested in the show and in the opening sequence, or he was just like wearing a vest most of the time, or his shirt was like unbuttoned, unbuttoned like most of the time. So. And hey, I mean Lorenzo Lamas is like he's he's a good looking dude overall, and he's got he's in the dude's in shape. Like I guess if I had his body, I'd be I'd be you know I'd be going around shirtless too. Sure, and I dress like a fly girl, so yeah, know. exactly. Right, It'd be perfect. Um, yeah. So 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 Reno's on the run. And I guess he thought the best way to do that was to the best way to stay under under the radar was to drive around in broad daylight on his motorcycle, <laughs> looking know. for looking for the convict. A lot of ideas, a lot of options. Um. So eventually, the um, the the bounty hunter, Bobby Six Killer, and his uh, his white adopted sister Cheyenne catch up to Reno and the. They they capture both Reno and the convict. Um, I think Hog. I think was his like his nickname. That sounds right. I'm tired of calling him the convict. <laughs> He's <laughs> Hog. Um, capture them both, and Bobby and Cheyenne are driving around in this huge Winnebago, and they're towing a like a like a '57 Cadillac or something like this teal, or this aqua. Cadillac that they're towing around inexplicably because it never leaves the trailer. Yeah, nobody ever drove the car. I kept waiting for someone to drive that damn car in like some cool chase scene or something, and no one drives the car. And I'm like, is this is this how you're the best bounty hunter in the business by driving around this giant whale? Of an RV with, that's like tricked out with with a huge satellite <laughs> on top. Yeah, and no bathroom. <laughs> he said, "There's no." At one point, Reno has to use the bathroom, and Bobby says, 
we've got we've got equipment in there. There's no bathroom here that we've got a so um Oh, I <laughs> speaking oh, you you wrote down some dialogue. I forgot that I wrote down some dialogue. There's this uh at one point they uh the bounty hunters and the and uh Reno and Hog pull over for the night and I guess are just camping by the side of the road because they're like they've got a campfire going and they're eating by the fire Mm -hmm. and Cheyenne is kind of uh commiserating with with Reno basically saying like oh I think you're a good guy I don't think you I don't think you killed anyone and you know just kind of getting all touchy-feely with them and he says and in talking about his fiance he says I loved her I still love her. I'm thinking, I hope so. It's only been two days. She's not dead. Right. This isn't like... It hasn't been like two years. It's been two days. Right. The kind of thing that you're like looking back on, you're living it. It's still a thing that's happening. The yeah. reason you're in the situation you're in right this very minute is because your girlfriend, sorry, fiance, was shot like less than two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. So many... Oh, and and speaking of that, and that camp scene when when Cheyenne is walking around passing out plates of food, uh, Hog, the convict who's put away for life, is like basically sitting by himself, and everyone's back is to him. <laughs> I'm like, how is no one keeping an eye on the murderer? Like, he could either strangle you, or he could run away. I just feel like they made a lot of really weird choices with. I don't know, every element of this show (laughs) from, you know, like I, I'm really focused on the dialogue. I know that, but like certain things, you know, there are people who their job is to like create the scene, you know, Mm -hmm. and maybe it was, the scene was written this way, but, or somebody else said, you know what? Let's have him, Reno, staking out the, uh, like, Hog went home. Hog went to, like, visit his brother or whatever. Of course, there was yeah, a big, the whole biker like, gang. hillbilly party. And everybody got drunk and fell asleep wherever they fell down. And so he basically staked it out and watched them. And he literally opens up and eats a cold can of beans (laughs) like he's like a cowboy riding the trails or something i don't know it just seems so stupid like it's 1992 i'm sure like you know you use the charge a card at a gas station you couldn't get a (laughs) gas station hot dog or something like yeah that would be way better than cold beans from a can i just feel like somebody was like what do we need for this we need i props guy go get a fork Go get a can of beans. Okay, he's going to eat the can of beans for dramatic effect or something. And like every, I think, I shouldn't say every because I think it only happened twice. But whenever Reno would have a memory, he had good memories of Valerie and he had bad memories of, I guess, Hog or whatever. But they put all the memories in black and white. (laughs) and i felt like i don't know it just didn't fit or something like that is a technique sure that i have seen used Mm -hmm. before it just it just felt so weird i i don't know like maybe i'm maybe i got to a point where i was being like too critical um but i just felt like the black and white memories were weird yeah i mean it's probably you know probably a little cliche you know and yeah i mean i i wasn't like super surprised by that decision because again you know the i feel like the shows you know a lot of these syndicated action shows were they were i feel like they were just kind of flying by the seat of their pants i mean they weren't they weren't written to be good they were written to be like oh let's kick some ass right shit blowing up mm-hmm. people half naked yeah yeah sure. yeah you, you you want ass kicking and ass <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so, well, speaking of getting his ass, getting asses kicked, um, so at one point, uh, you know, when, when Reno says he's got to relieve himself and uh, Bobby has Cheyenne pull the monster truck over to let him out and uh, Reno immediately uh, attacks and uh, Bobby and, and wrangles the handcuff key away from him. But they were they were like fighting for at least for a minute or two, and they were right by the door to the Winnebago. Like how did how did Cheyenne not hear Bobby getting his ass kicked? <laughs> it was right. She was like ten feet away in the driver's seat, <laughs> and I did think that because <clears throat> I, I I kept expecting that she was gonna like pop out. You yeah, know? but right. But nothing, and it, when he he runs off, and before Bobby can chase him down, uh, Hogs gang shows up and uh, starts harassing Bobby, uh, shoots him, mm-hmm. like wings him, and chases him down. You know, they're, they're, Bobby runs, um, kind of weirdly. I almost felt like, I mean. I don't know what the point of that was, like why he would run away and leave his sister behind. It was kind of, I don't want to say it was cowardly because I don't think he was being cowardly, but I, I couldn't think of a good reason for him to run and leave his sister at the hands of a dozen bikers. So I think this was all just a way to, this was how the story was written so that they could make Reno and Bobby become Oh, yeah, they had to team up somehow. Right? So, like, I wrote... Okay, so Bobby runs away. Reno ends up on a motorcycle and somehow knows, like, all the shortcuts to get to where he needs to be at the precise moment. Mm -hmm. And I wrote down that, like, when he saved Bobby on the motorcycle, it was just, like, too perfect. Like, he pulls up and he says something like, like, get "Get on. on. Yeah. And Bobby just hops on and they drive away. And, yeah, it's not – the situation's still messed up because they have his sister. But then I think that that was, like, a, you know, we're going to, like – it shows Bobby that Reno – it's not like a bad cop, you mm-hmm. know. He yeah, he's not a bad person. Could have just yeah. like left him for dead or whatever because he had a motorcycle, but he picked him up and he's sticking with him and he's going to help him get his sister back. And they devised this whole plan mm-hmm. where once again, R- Reno is like stalking people in the desert or whatever. But yeah, they wait until what they think is the perfect time. I don't know. Maybe I feel like you do these things when it's dark. Well, but they waited until morning when the sun was out. Well, I, I, I wrote something about that. I said, Reno literally has one strategy. Wait until everyone is asleep. Because this is the second <laughs> wait time. everyone's drunk and passed out. Yeah. yeah, this is the second time he did this. <laughs> the first time was to get Hog. Oh, shit. And the second time was to rescue Cheyenne. They wait until everyone goes to sleep. Right. That's his, that's his number one strategy. So... He comes in, and she's, like, I don't know, tied to a pole or something. Comes in with the motorcycle engine not running, just kind of, you know, walking it in, if you will. Wakes her up. They get on the motorcycle, and, of course, starting the engine, wakes Mm -hmm. up all these, you know, hillbilly people. And they, you know, this, like, chase ensues or whatever. But... Yeah, it was like, it felt really just forced, mm. you know, like poorly written. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, like the whole thing I, I think was probably poorly written. You could probably describe it in that way. The acting, uh, wasn't overall, great. Overall, I wasn't loving the show. I think y'all may have picked up on that by now, but... I just felt like this was the easiest way 
for the writers to come up with a way for these two guys to become mm. allies because yeah even you know we get to the end of the episode and it's very clear that they have to present as though they are on opposite teams if you will you've got you know a what what can we call Reno he's like a he's an outlaw, outlaw. I mean, or he's a he's he's on the run i mean he's he's essentially um, a wanted a wanted, wanted man. man. Yeah. And then you've got the bounty hunter. Okay. So they're, they're opposites. They're not going to be on the same team, but guess what? They are, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't know. I felt like there were a lot of, uh, situational things or concepts that we've seen like a million times before and, and work good cop, bad cop, like, chases and action sequences and girls in bikinis and Mm -hmm. like all this stuff that you know made okay television or even good television in approximately 1992 but i don't know i think they just brought it all together like slapped it together you know Mm -hmm. have that guy take his shirt off blow something up shoot somebody (laughs) with a gun that's a wrap. I mean, you know? essentially, if if you watch just the opening credits, that's probably every episode of Renegade. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a definitely a formula. Um, well, I, I I thought it was kind of funny where, um, well, actually, well, I, I want to jump back real quick because um, I thought it was funny that when uh when Reno you know, saved Bobby in the first place, even though it was kind of all his fault that all that happened because he, he escaped. Like he made them pull over. Right. And pulling over made the biker gang catch up to them. Right. You know, when they could have still been on the road. Um, and, uh, I thought it was weird that the, the outlaw bikers, they took Cheyenne, but they left this like totally pimped out RV that was hauling this classic car. <laughs> like they left all the good stuff. They they took one girl, and they probably left like you know hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of of uh, automobiles and electronic equipment behind. And. Yeah, like, why did... I didn't really think much about it till now. Why did they take her? They already had a bunch of girls, so it wasn't like, yeah. oh, we well, need, like, well, a lady. Right. Well, not only that, but then, like, when they discovered that she was escaping and everyone, like, loses their shit, and they're like, go get her! And I'm like, why? It's not like... Does she add any value? Yeah, like... like I don't think any of them do you even really, know what do you, her skills are. She Like, do you want to rape her that badly? Like, right, <laughs> Like, right. what's it, your end game? Because she's like a computer hacker. Which they don't know. They don't know that. She's just a blonde them. girl. She's just a girl, so... Yeah. Yeah. She's... Yeah, it's not like... Keep her around for raping for when these other ladies <laughs> who are hanging out with us don't feel like putting out. I don't know, and that sounds awful... I don't know what the purpose was in keeping her without knowledge of her skills. And I mean, it's not like she was a celebrity or someone they could, uh, you know, hold for ransom or something like she's just a civilian as far as they know. Yeah. Again, I don't know. I just think this show is poorly written. (laughs) And I loved when, um, when Reno and Bobby were tracking the biker gang to, to rescue Cheyenne and they pulled over at one point because they found a, I guess they, they determined that one of the bikes was leaking oil and that's how they were tracking it. And, um, you know, Bobby reveals that he was in the Marines and he's, and, and they're, they're driving through the, essentially the desert. And, you know, he's, Bobby's looking for some water to, to stay hydrated because he's smart and and then he says to Reno, "Hey, hand me, hand me some of that that grease off the whatever." And then 
Reno kind of scoffs and then Bobby kind of reaches down on the motorcycle and grabs, finds some grease or some oil or something. And he, he's rubbing it under his, uh, under his nose and Reno makes some crack and he says, he says, no man. He's like, it keeps the mucous membranes hydrated or moist or something. He's like, you're going to want to, you're going to wish you, you're going to wish you did this too giving him good advice because they're driving around in the desert with no water and no, no protection. And Reno's like, I'd rather get my hemorrhoids operated on or something like, Oh my God, you're right. Yes. Like a comment about hemorrhoids. And I'm like, is this shit for real? What is the life I am living right now? Essentially Bobby's like, Hey, do this smart thing. And Reno's like, nah, bro, I'm gonna make a joke. I'll make a joke about hemorrhoids. Oh, God. So, yeah, so Bobby is like this, you know, this intelligent person giving, you know, doling out survival tips and techniques. And Reno's like, nah, man, I'm good. I don't know. Just just file that under really (laughs) ridiculous dialogue. I mean, I've got more. There's talk to me, (laughs) dirtbag. And then there was some, it was like a soliloquy. He was like, like, I I know where she is, but I don't know if she's there. The machine's keeping her alive. (laughs) And and, and that's all I I get. I can't write as fast, you know, as they speak. And there were, there were a couple additional lines that I didn't get down, but I was like, this is fucking painful right here. <laughs> this, I've already written some stupid shit, and I didn't even get to the comment where they talked about Trump. Oh, but, yeah, that, that, I forgot about that. Yeah, the, Donald Trump got a brief mention. But, oh, my God. Who is responsible for writing this steaming turd? I don't know. Well, so, yeah, so, so at the end, um, they... I guess we're we assume that Bobby and Cheyenne uh, because they they did um, aside from rescuing Cheyenne they did also reapprehend Hog and so we assume that they that they turned him in because Bobby actually gave Reno a check for his portion of the bounty and Reno turned around and said no I, I want you to send this to the hospital to take care of vow um and he said i'm gonna keep sending you money and i and i want you to promise me you're gonna uh keep giving it to the hospital and they're like well what are you gonna do and and he said what i uh, i'm gonna or he said i forget if he said what i do best or i'm gonna keep doing what i do chase bounties and i'm like that's not what you do you're a cop that that was the other thing too and like his whole persona like we said this already he's a cop like he was a cop but his persona is that of a bounty hunter yeah and so i guess is it that it, at that moment he decides he's going to be a bounty hunter I guess so. and like i don't know a whole lot about law enforcement or bounty hunting but i do know that you there are like assignments like you're you're supposed to go pick up this person mm-hmm. and then you get the person you turn them in and you get paid money he can't do that because he has to live like off the grid. Exactly. Well, so, they they kind of go over that. He's gonna... right, right, right. But it, he announced that he was a bounty hunter yeah. before they had that yeah. plan. Oh yeah, yeah. His plan was not fully formed or thought out. He just is like, I'm gonna be a bounty hunter, <laughs> bro. Be like tomorrow, I'm like, I'm gonna be an astronaut, and I like <laughs> drive to Cape Canaveral or something. And it's like, no, 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 Jen, let's rein it in. You, you would have to be trained. You would have to, you know, get. The skills mm. you need to, you'd have to be accepted by NASA, you know? Yeah, you essentially need like 20 years of experience. No, and I announced training. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I announced, I announced it. I'm going I'm I'm to be an you know, astronaut. I'm going right. to do the thing. Well, so. uh, you know, and then the, you know, so they, uh, Bobby and Reno and Cheyenne, you know, hatch a, you know, kind of a, a plan or an agreement to work together that. Uh, you know, Reno's going to catch the bad guys and Bobby's going to turn them in for a modest commission. And uh, Cheyenne's going to be the tech support, I suppose. Um, and she's all like, 
you can call me anytime. That's right. <laughs> and her brother's like, hey, he's still in love with a lady in a coma. Mm-hmm. So I guess she's going to be throwing her fly girl self at him. Yes. In later episodes. Most likely. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, the, the final scene is him driving down, you know, he's he's the renegade. He's driving down the, the road on his motorcycle. And I'm thinking, so you're going to... You're going to be a bounty hunter on a motorcycle. What happens when you catch them? Are you just going to throw them on the back of your motorcycle? Hey, man, hop on the back. No, seriously. <laughs> it's not It's not gay. Just hop on. <laughs> just hold on to my, my, my barrel chest. I'm, yeah, I'm not wearing a shirt, but it's cool. He really has I'm not. I'm Reno Reigns. I'm a renegade. Has not thought anything through. Also, And, you know, they're, they're, they're searching for him. I know that... You know, that's what Bobby's supposed to be doing. But, like, people in general are searching for him. It's only been two yeah. days, and you just keep strutting your stuff. Right. Riding your stolen motorcycle. He has not changed his appearance. Broad daylight. Right, he's not changed his appearance. And, and Yeah, exactly. Not only that, but he is his main mode of transportation is a motorcycle. in which And he does not wear a helmet. So... Literally everyone can see his, his face and head. It's locks and, flowing and, and in the his, wind. And his chest. Right. Yeah, and his and his uh, duster. <gasps> oh, God. Yeah, the 90s, the, the era of the duster. He had... But it wasn't like floor length. Like, yeah, it was like up here. It was like it a was... doctor's coat yeah. duster. Sophisticated yeah. duster. It was an evening duster. <laughs> it, was for, it was his going out duster. For police turned bounty hunter. <laughs> right. So that was Renegade. Um, I I chose it because I... Because you bumped your head. I knew what it was going to be. <laughs> I, I absolutely knew it was going to be like terribly awful, but in a good way, like cheesy good way. Because it was the early 90s and... Not a lot great came out, you know, TV-wise came out of the early 90s. So, at least, like, it, of a, a, you know, of a syndicated show like this. Because this was not on any major network. This was, like, on, I don't know, like, UPN or WB. You know what I mean? Like, it was on... That sounds right, like, because I never heard of the show until you said this is what we're watching. Yeah. It was... Uh, yeah, so this was a show... For men, by men. I mean, that's clear. By men in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I I will never watch another episode of this. I, I know you won't, but... What, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I mean, if I'm held hostage in my fly girl outfit tied to a pole and forced to watch it, okay. Well, yeah, then you'll have the choice and Other nobody than would that, think any less of you. Other than that, no way. If you want a, a little slice of early 90s terribleness, definitely watch this show. Or just or the, the pilot. Just watch the pilot. And for it, funsies, it yeah. could be worth your 45 minutes. Again, like just for some watch of it this with, dialogue. Yeah. Watch it with a friend. Yeah, just the, some of this really just stupid shit. How did this get made? I think we should recommend i know they do movies but i think we should recommend they need to look at this tv show and i i i, I was i was surprised i mean i guess i shouldn't be surprised because i mean i just assumed that lorenzo Lamas was a household name but prior to watching this you you said you did not know who lorenzo Lamas is after seeing it do you recognize him at all like from anything or not really i mean you said he was on what was he on? Dynasty? Falcon Crest. Falcon Crest. And we didn't watch those. Dynasty, okay. Falcon Crest, Dallas. We didn't watch those in my house. So. So picture him. He looks almost the same, except, well, he, when he was on Falcon Crest, he was like this, uh, he was this rich kid. And so imagine him with like. Like a haircut. Short starters. hair. No, no beard. No, no five o'clock shadow. Okay. And dressed and, and wearing and a shirt. Most I could of the time. see. I could see. Like he's a handsome guy. I don't find him attractive, but I mm -hmm. can see how somebody else would. And I could mm -hmm. see like putting him with like a haircut and a popped collar or something. Mm -hmm. He probably fit right in. On oh yeah, he was he was great as like kind of the like the rich jerk. 
Um, and now, and then after, like, then he started doing, like, he did Renegade, and he put out a bunch of, you know, like, B-movie, like, action movie. Stuff I probably wouldn't yeah. have chosen I, to I, see. I, I, I want to say he put out this series of movies called Snake Eater. Mm, I'm hungry. Like, Snake Eater, Snake Eater 2, Snake Eater 3. Like, I, I, I really believe that there was a series of Snake Eater movies. Um... And I, I think he actually is, like, into martial arts. I mean, it, it seemed like he did a lot of high kicks and stuff like that, a lot of his own stunts. Um, he probably, like, rode that motorcycle himself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, like, he's a he's a better-looking, slimmer Steven Seagal, you know. So, yeah. um, not a great actor, but he's no. yeah but i mean like we said it was it was dumb enough to watch the first episode watch it with a friend so you don't kill yourself afterwards <laughs> um any final thoughts on this just one <laughs> why <laughs> and that could be i feel like i'm not going to i'm not going to be forgiven for this that, one that could be interpreted and, and directed towards so many people Mm -hmm. to just yeah (sighs) okay that was a rough one and i'm just gonna say i already have my show picked out for next time and it is very much absolutely not like this one at all all right well i can't wait and we will tease that on our social media uh, accounts um you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Pilot Season TV. Uh, you can find our old episodes on our website, pilotseasontv.com. You can also find our episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And we always take suggestions for, for episodes to watch. So you can, again, you can hit us up on any of our social media accounts. And. If you hear a dog snoring in the background, <laughs> that's our dog, Wyatt. I literally, every episode that we record where Wyatt lays here and snores, I wonder, can people hear that? And it's very quiet, but sometimes it really does get loud, and it yeah. sounds like a human. So if you hear that, that's what it is. It's Wyatt. Yeah, that's He's Wyatt. literally snoring right next to me. Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh <laughs> so again if you have any suggestions for shows to watch you can hit us up on any of our social media accounts or you can email us at pilotseasonpodcast at gmail.com so this has been episode 35 of the pilot season podcast i'm dan and i'm jen thanks for listening and we will see you next time